0: the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we discuss how the squad is shaping up ahead of the new season. We run through the draw, the new kits, and some of our pre-season results so far. Sean joins us for a chat, and we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. Fellas, fellas, we're back.
1: good to be back.
0: Good evening. It's
1: been a while, we were talking before, it's been... Three months.
0: Yeah, September was the uh, was short the last... off
1: season. Is uh, slightly caught us off guard.
0: We've been trying to get together for the last what six, like seven month. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: been a while. And, yeah, <laughs> we just have not been able
0: to. We're so. all very busy people, of course, as uh, as you'd be aware. Uh. Josh is shaking
1: his head. <laughs> Although we do have skinny Josh in the room, so you've obviously been quite busy,
0: Jim. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, Hey, look, before we really crack into things, I suppose we should probably mention what we're going to be doing um, over the next potentially couple of podcast episodes. Um, So we did, I guess, drop on Facebook the other day that we're looking to give away a uh, free Central Coast Mariners membership for the upcoming 2021 season. Now, how are we going to be doing this? We've got some, or by the time this episode drops, we will have released a bingo card. Podcast Bingo is the name of the game. And essentially, um, it's, it's the same as a normal game of bingo. If you can uh, fill out a row, either horizontally or vertically, um, of key phrases or events that are going to happen um, over the next couple of episodes of the podcast, slide into our DMs once you've got it done, and um, you're going to the draw to win a membership. Pretty if simple. You,
2: if you are a long-time listener, I think it's probably going to be a tad easier.
0: Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. Look, there might have already been one as well. So. <laughs> um, but like I said, yeah, as soon as you've got a row filled out there, you know, keep an eye on what sort of how early or late it appears in the episode as well because he might need to verify it with you as well just to make sure that you're not making stuff up. Um, and we'll go from there. But um, yeah, pretty exciting times ahead of the new season and let's crack into it with Fred's question. Fred's got two questions today.
1: It's a bit greedy. Very greedy by Fred, to be honest. It's only been three months. Had to Doubling
0: happen. up. <laughs> Look, let's start with a Mariners-related one. Um, with the current squad and the recent preseason games that we have played, how confident are we that we will be competitive this season, lads?
1: Uh, I feel
2: like the hesitation to answer that question <laughs> sort of <laughs> answers it a little bit.
1: It's so, it's it's just it's weird because we've we've obviously had an off season like no other. Um, And I think that goes for all the clubs, not just for us. The one thing that probably hasn't changed for all the clubs is that there's a lot of players that have left a lot of clubs. There's a lot of new signings. There's quite a few new faces. There's quite a few of the similar faces that this league likes to do, which is recycle between clubs (laughs) time and time and time again. But looking at it on the base of it, without going too far into depth, I I think it'll... It'll be similar to last season, I think. I don't think we'll get hammered, but we'll be we'll be competitive. But I I don't think we'll be top four. I Don't think we'll be top six. I think the other team that will struggle worse than us will be Newcastle. Hmm. Um, I think if you look across the league on the surface of it, Macarthur are putting a pretty good squad together. Potentially going to be my dark horse, to be honest. Similar to a uh, uh, West what Western United was last season. How they Built a very good squad uh, from the start. A lot of experience, youth. Um, a few players that have got A-League experience. Um, a few players that have got international experience. Um, so you know, I don't think they'll be down the bottom. I think it'll be it'll be us, Newcastle, Brisbane. Uh, I might go for Adelaide too, instead of the bottom four-ish. Um, so, we're we doing what? our
2: predicted ladders now, are we? Not no, <laughs> already. No,
1: not yet, not yet. But if 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 I had to pick a bottom four, it's probably out of those clubs. Um, but what order that will be in um, is yet to be determined.
0: I think, personally, um, with the whole salary cap changes coming in, of course, there's been such a massive reduction in the cap this year. Um, it sort of levels the playing field in a lot of mm. ways for a lot of clubs. Yeah, um,
1: one thing I was going to mention then is I think it's, I think it's probably – Affected The bigger clubs Maybe More than anything Which is maybe A bit For of a sure. captain obvious But I think maybe Sydney Might struggle a bit more This season Than what they have In recent times So yep. I think So will Victory Who obviously Struggled last season But I think it's Those bigger clubs That have the potential To obviously spend The full cap um, It's going to drag Them down a bit Which obviously Pulls them a little bit Closer to us <laughs> um, But mm. I, I I still think it's, it's going to be Similar to What we've seen uh, But as usual, happy to be happy to be proven wrong, and um, as you said, Josh, these potential new visa signings uh, that might be on the way will be the make or break.
2: I think Pete nailed it. Just to reiterate what he said is that I think it's going to be a more even league this mm. this season compared to seasons across previous. the board. Yeah, I because Sydney have won the league by 10, 15 points, haven't they? I don't yeah. I don't see I don't, that happening this season. I don't, I don't think season. We'll see that either. So it's. It, it makes it more exciting that there's more, yeah, there's more evenness in the league. So, you know, it's, yeah, I think for us it's just about the quality that we bring in, especially when there's only three weeks until the start of the season.
0: Yeah, that's right. Obviously, we still haven't got, I guess, necessarily a full squad signed as yet. We did see Stadger on Mariners TV last week. He mentioned some... Uh... I know
1: one of the guys from Mariners TV. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he's familiar,
0: Yeah, looks familiar uh, I don't know, there's one good host and one bad host And I tell you what, uh, I am not the good host <laughs> uh. <laughs> I thought you were going the opposite direction with that one No, why, why would I? No thought, way I you were
1: going for a casual rip then <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you
2: both do a really good job I think Mariners uh, TV is, is, is a really good thing for the club And is a good yeah. way to connect with the fans And I think it feels like we were the first cl- club to sort of have that avenue of content
0: Yeah, we were. Yeah, definitely. It was some sort of the the original, I guess, pregame or club driven pregame show. Um, So massive props to the club for for doing that as well. And a bit of um, shameless self promotion from myself there. But in any case, yeah, we did see Stadge mention um, new visa players coming in. Um, Hopefully those deals are done sooner rather than later um, to round out the squad. Now, in terms of uh, A-League-related, um, Fred's question, with the upcoming handover from the FFA to the independent body looking after the A-League, what do you think should be made a priority to boost the league?
2: Well, I think that's an easy one for me, advertising. Where yeah. have the advertisements been for a, a league that starts in three weeks and I haven't seen anything?
1: Yeah, this, it's been a bit of a topic of discussion over the last sort of couple of days because... Uh, the unbundling of the league from the FFA over to all the clubs was supposedly only a few days away as of last week, hmm. according to Paul Editora. Um, and we're yet to see any sort of official announcement. And as you said, Josh, there's been no marketing, no advertisements. Where's Yoshi? No God damn it! Give me Yoshi and <laughs> come to Mariner, Yoshi. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, you know we just constantly shoot ourselves in the foot here when it comes to this league. Like how many times can we stuff it up? Like we've, I know it's been a short off season. It's been a very different off season, but to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have envisioned this probably going any other way, even without bloody COVID because mm. they, they, they just can't work it out between the FFA and the clubs. And there's nobody's taken responsibility for the advertising or, or to give the league any sort of a boost before the, before the season starts And we have clear air Yep Right yeah, now Exactly No NRL Yep No, no AFL. AFL Yep What's happening with um, the Big Bash? Still it's going starting
2: out. tomorrow So we've Wouldn't have even known
1: If you hadn't have mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> And to be honest That's what a lot of the casuals Will, will probably be like About the A-League mm-hmm. They will not know Because there's been Nothing out there about it
0: Haven't seen a single Fox TV commercial Fox don't care
1: mm-hmm. Fox still don't care I mean they've signed the the one year extension probably with their hand forced really yeah minimal minimal dollars, minimal, dollars yeah. compared then, to what it was and then the ffa went back to fox and actually said well let's slightly cut down the tv deal for it to end next year in july because they want to sort things out themselves and i mean they're not i'm not getting that much confidence from the ffa or the clubs that we'll be able to you know potentially pull off our own streaming service and all these sorts of ideas that they've got um, with how they've handled all this. And we're two weeks out from the season and if you're a casual, you would not know that it's on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's crazy. But to answer his actual question, what should be made a priority? Well, it's probably too late for advertising. So what do you do? Yeah. Once the season starts, what do you do? During school holidays, mm. when it's 43 degrees, like it feels like in this room right now because we don't have aircon. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Charlesworth. Um, <laughs> She's warm. Uh, what do you do at that point when everyone's going to be at the beach and all that sort of stuff? How do you attract people to the game? To be honest, I don't know the answer to that actual question. I don't know a good answer to that question.
0: Yeah, no, neither. <laughs> I think
2: we like we just mentioned it. We missed our window. Like with we, yeah, NRL AFL's done in early October. Yeah, we should have been. Or I say we, as in the A League, should have been sort of have advertising ready to go. Late October, early November. Somebody needed to take responsibility. A month since then. Yeah. Yep.
1: Somebody either the clubs or the FFA needed to take responsibility, and say, okay, well, we need to get this ready, to have this, to have this out and about by X by the first of December or whatever, irregardless of what's happening with the unbundling of the league over to the clubs. Mm. And no one took responsibility. And to me, that that shows that the FFA either they don't care about the A League enough to do it, mm. or they're incompetent. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the two. <laughs>
0: Poke in all of those. Maybe both.
3: Every day, I know that it's you I need to take the blue. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Sean's here. Hey guys, how we doing? How we doing?
4: All right.
0: Yeah, good mate. How are you doing? Yeah, you're going all right. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, everyone's good. Everyone's good. Mm-hmm, it's warm. Lovely. Yeah, a little bit toasty, but uh, no, it's good. Sean bought us all chocolate as well, so we're feeling very, um, yeah, very, uh, very treasured today. Try it not is. to chew into the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I've
4: got the crackling one. It's all same. In <laughs> I don't know. I don't know
1: if you can hear that or not.
0: Let's uh, let's dive into it. I guess things have been pretty quiet. I guess on the uh, on the ownership front um, over the last few weeks, but um, we can see that things are still ticking over in the background. Um, is there any sort of update that you might be able to um, to give on the ownership front?
4: Yeah, yeah. Look, I suppose it's um, it's definitely a process that uh, takes longer than than I thought it would in just. And just conversations and, um, and negotiations, and that's there. So there's been there's been plenty of you know tie kickers, I suppose, is the best way to, to, to describe them, Come in and you know um, ask for a lot of information and and
1: um, and for people who don't know, that's just someone that will waste your time.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so there's <laughs> there, there's been plenty of that, but there are some some serious um, you know uh, uh, questions and, and you know a couple that are that are really you know positive about moving forward. Uh, the hardest part for anybody. Is nobody knows what the broadcast deal will be in the future. So so how can anyone really make a strong assessment about making a purchase right now when it comes to the first of July? You don't know if there's zero money coming in from broadcast or could be, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, oodles of cash coming in, yeah, if you know, if, um, you know if, if some of the bigger players come in. So that's a that's a big talking point and for Foreign investors, they don't understand that, so it takes a long time to talk them through, get them to understand that, and um, and work through. It. And because one of the things that is required is is any potential um yeah, offer or purchase needs to say, well, this is what we're going to do, this is how much money we're going to spend, this is how we're going to run the club, and how can they do that when they don't know how much money is is going to be there? So so there's a there's a fundamental bit that that's really awkward. Um, and I mean, you know,
1: realistically, it's probably it's probably a bigger conversation but we won't know anything about the tv deal till halfway through next year potentially yeah yeah because yeah. it ends in july with Foxtel, doesn't it so
4: currently at the uh, at the moment yeah halfway so. through
1: the season we could only really sort of be finding out then what's going to happen whether we go to optus or whether we whether the ffa gets this streaming service up and running yep still could be a while before there's any news on that front so which puts our ownership situation yep. uh up in the air a little bit.
4: Yeah, and then probably the other you know, really big topic is the council. So prior to um, to Armageddon that happened at the council, is the um, uh, there were um, there there were a few um, that uh, had engaged directly with, spoken to the mayor, spoken to the you know, the former CEO now, um, because if they want to come to the coast, they want to know that they can do business on the coast. You know, the, the the simple model for the for the club is that you know is is there needs to be a business that supports the club. You know, football clubs lose money, everybody knows that. So, so yeah, everyone's you know, got an idea, got a model that they want to look at and that's going to involve the council and, and the stadium and the venue and, and, uh, and the long term. And those questions are nearly impossible to, to answer right now. So, so there's a couple of things that are really you know, slowing the process down. Uh, that's there, um, but yeah, you know, what he's what been positive is Mike has definitely yeah you know, and come out and said you know, publicly. Look, you know, I'm not I'm not walking away right now, and I'm gonna you know stay strong and and um you know, and support the club as we get through this. Uh, that's there, and and as we see what's happened up the road, you know, um, they were far more advanced and well well down the path, and still still struggling to find an outcome. You know, and uh, and they're in probably a more um you know desperate situation than, than we are yeah in in that aspect so so it does take a while it it's uh, it's definitely in process and going um how quick it could move yeah, you know, is is impossible to predict um but um but i just want everybody to know that the, that the that the club is is in a is in a good shape you know for the conversation about the sale um you know, and um, and we we do present you know we do present the uh, the aspects of the club in the in the best way f- possible to them. When the right owner comes, you know it it will happen. It it will happen. That's there, but um, but you know there's 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 so much to, to, to get into in the detail. It's hard for me to talk around it because there are non-disclosure agreements in place. So I do need to give myself a bit of that caveat that I can't really get out there and talk in in you know specific detail because of the legalities around it, which is just to protect. Yeah, you know, those people that are talking because, you know, if if it falls through, they, they don't need their name, you know, um, you know, brought through it and vice versa, and um, and yeah, so, so I don't know how quick or, or slow this this may or may not move, but it's definitely moving. It's it's not that it's it's stopped by any any aspect. So
1: I guess that's probably the biggest thing for people to hear is that Mike's just not going to flog this to basically whoever, yeah. And he's not looking to get out the door tomorrow. Is that he's going to look for the right owner and still be supporting the club because we've seen it like you said up the road where you know there's issues but yep. at the moment here all the players are still getting paid all the staffs are still getting all paid everything's still alright all the lights are on yep. and it's, it's going to be about the right owner
4: not the next owner necessarily
0: the lights are on but the aircon's not the aircon's not <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, I did notice that uh, it is a little warm in here <laughs> yes um, you know, so, but that's to do with strata that's uh, there's nothing to do I'm, I'm no longer on the strata for anyone who knew that I might have been at some stage but anyway that's, uh, I can't help you there with the aircon um, but uh but yeah in 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 all that it's um you know it's it's a credit to mike in uh, in he does want to do the right thing by the league you know he does have you know really good you know positive relationships with the other chairman and the clubs and and he knows that it's um you yeah, know the movements of one has an impact on all um so and um and and he and he is open and honest about that. So he, um, um, yeah, you know, of course, you know, if you put something up for sale, you want it to sell quick and, and sell it, you know, and move on. But but what's the point really if, if it goes to the wrong person and and you're only in the same situation twelve months later and things are even worse. Yeah.
1: So we've we've seen some new plans released for the future of the Centre of Excellence, uh, which I guess maybe come as a little bit of a, of a surprise, probably given the ownership situation. How did all that? sort of come about given the situation that we're in
4: yeah well i suppose it was really you know about getting back to the master planning and COVID definitely helped this because it allowed us to take a step back and just you know revisit rethink about things but um, but uh, essentially what this came down to is the um the original project manager a guy called greg smith um who's uh he was a guy who designed soccer fives and and you know he, he was the, the project manager from the start he did this whole building and and uh, was integral to it and, um, hadn't been with the club for for a few years and um and we brought him back and he was able to you know, find some solutions um pretty quickly um to to some more options and um in particular with the with the intersection uh working through really really positively there and and re uh, opened up the the master plan which is which is really exciting, so
1: because that—that's that was the one thing that was sort of holding it up, wasn't it? Was that new road yeah. has to be built off Wyong Road? Yep. In down the other side of the that of the main training pitch, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was basically sort of holding everything up.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so there's been some progress there. Council has definitely helped, you know, um, and and you know, that part of council is is doing a great job uh, for that, which is which is what's triggered that into gear. Um, yeah, still needs to get through, and the other aspect, the thing that really weighed into this was the Women's World Cup. So, so the uh, so the Women's World Cup in 2023 gave us a deadline and a timeline and a milestone to 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 reach. So, if we can get building by the end of 2021, and if we can get completion by the end of 2022, then the um, then the uh, the the, the, uh, the club and the site is is ready to to be a base camp for a Women's World Cup team. And we've submitted a, a formal application to be that. So we think that that's great for the region, great for the club uh, that's there. But it's helped the, the uh, development uh, kick into gear. Do you have any updates on the league's independence? Uh, it's it's pending. It's coming. Um, it's been coming and coming for a while. But you know, it's uh, it's it's you know, um, I'm hearing that by the end of next week is is when it's likely to get there. It's just legal, you know, um, stuff. But unfortunately, those those legalities that's um, that are held up the unbundling of the um, of of the league and the independence is definitely you know putting some strain on uh, marketing resources and opportunities for the moment, which I'm sure will probably come up. But um, uh, but that's that's you know they are they are unfortunately intrinsically connected.
0: Yeah, yeah. As 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 you just said, the marketing side of things there, it's only a couple of weeks until the, the season kicks off. Still no sort of T V commercials or, or advertising. Um also no word on a on a new major sponsor for the league. I guess where does that all all that responsibility uh sit? And can we expect to see something soon?
4: Yeah, it was described um on a CEO's call this morning as yeah, we're currently in the twilight zone, unfortunately, so it is you know, it is stuck in a, in, in this um, awkward bit of limbo because the league is still technically still being run by the FFA. You know, that's there, but you know they know that you know they've got no budget for this because they didn't expect to 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 have it, and it sort of hasn't ticked over to the next bit. So, so it is a collective. Um, you know, it's clubs working collectively at the moment, um, and and once the unbundling happens, I'm sure that there will be you know, some pretty quick uh, changes and you know different look and feel uh, coming, but. It's probably going to hit within sort of seven days before the you know, before the first game gets gets kicked that you will start to see stuff. So, so it it, it is um, it is coming, but it's coming late. That's for sure.
1: Do you think we've missed an opportunity though?
4: Oh, yeah, look, we have. Mm. We admit it. Because, you know.
1: because we have completely clean air at the moment, pretty much.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, have no have no doubt. There's there's a there is a lot of frustration and um, yeah, um, yeah internally uh, from all the clubs. Yeah, that um, you know. There was a members' week. Yeah, you know, that was really sort of planned. Yeah, you know, for this week, that um, uh, that has been difficult to get a lot of traction across all the clubs. Uh, but the the mass market spend. So what all the clubs are seeing is that renewals are happening. You know, members are, are renewing, but new members aren't coming in because they're just not aware of it. So so it's uh, it's it's definitely something that's um, that is being addressed. Is being looked at. Uh, but it's um, it's it's fair enough to to call that out. That that's a that's a gap at the moment
1: is it probably without going too far into it is it other clubs blaming the FFA and vice versa or is nah. it is
4: it like no nah, it's just um, uh, just unfortunately just the way it is processes <laughs> i suppose you know so it's yeah sometimes there's, there's an old process that that is in play and you know and we and we need things to change we need things to be different but then so you say no we're going to change it going to be different and it holds things up you know and um, you know that, that's kind of it so so there was there's definitely an appetite to not roll out the same you know and, you know doing the same thing is going to get the same results but but it's it's more about the transition and the change uh, and processes i wouldn't say that it's um yeah any, anything yeah um anything apart from that yeah really so yeah i
0: had a question submitted from a fan a friend of mine matt conroe um he wants to know if the club has a business plan um with sort of measurable kpis that could be published or or shared with members
4: Look, I suppose um, things have been there, there is, of course, you know, we have we have yeah, budgets, we have KPIs, you know, um, yeah, internally, and and targets that we want to reach. Um, but the but the the world at the moment, you know, doesn't fit the KPI model. In all fairness, so you know, if uh, if you want us to come out and say that you know we had planned to have seven thousand members for this year, then great, you know, that's no dramas. But you know, the reality is, is is that's going to be, you know, a, a pretty tall ask. Um, you know, one of the curveballs that we had, you know, was actually going to 100%. It was probably one of the few scenarios that we didn't predict of, of going to 100% capacity. So we'd planned everything about, you know, 50% and even worse going the other way. So, um, so, so, and look, you know, those, those internal sort of KPIs for the club is... Yeah, you know, they they are internal documents. That's there, and um, and until there's there's a long-term strategy, that's what we need to roll out. You know, once we know clearly what the next broadcast deal is, clearly what the ownership structure is, then we come out with our long-term strategy. Here is our you know three, five, ten-year goals that we need to to reach and meet. That's um, um, the best way I can probably answer that. So yeah.
2: Well, I think one of the main questions that fans have been wanting is um, how's the squad shaping up for next season? Is there any updates on recruitment? Um, we still got a few more spots to fill. I'm sure it's maybe a matter of patience with possibly players coming in.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've... Uh, uh, it's been one heck of a challenge that, um, you know, it's it's been tough in the best of, best of years for us to, to piece together a squad with the budgets that we've had. And... Um, you know, and it's it's um, not remiss to, of I've remind everyone that last year we had 2.88 million to to spend. In fact, he just stuck his head around the corner, Ken Chembri. He's just uh, <laughs> he gave a little uh, a, Uncle a little, Ken. Uncle Ken gave a cheeky little smile. Last year we had 2.88 to spend, and this year we got 1.7. That's a that's a huge blow. Just you know, think about you know how that actually translates to to uh, to everything is is difficult. Um, so, do we have players uh, lined up to come in? Yes, yes, we do. I would love to have announced. Them. I would love to have announced them four weeks ago, but the curveballs around foreign players coming in is really unique. It's very live. Every day is a unique challenge. Um, it's not only the players, the players' families, and it's been a lottery. So, there are um, there are examples from other clubs where literally, you know, some of their families have been given access and some of their families haven't. Uh, there's there's definitely players who have been signed and announced in other clubs. And they can't get them into the country. Um, you know, they've, their flights have been cancelled, and you know, and uh, and those sort of things are happening. And and you know, we um, we've just taken the position that until it's done, until there's a flight booked. And a visa approved, and 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 a arrival date that's there. Then we'll make an announcement on who it is, um, you know, and why. But um, you know, that's that's really what it's what it's about. You know, I'm I'm yeah, pleased that we were able to make an announcement today of of, mm. of Stefan. But um, but yeah, yeah the uh, yeah, two to three visa players are what we are um, we we are wanting to bring in three visa players and getting in by the start of the season. But there is a scenario where none of them might actually be able to get here. You know, that's that's you know. So how does that work? Whose
1: whose who's responsibility is it to? I assume you have to go through the government to get the clearance for the player and the players' families and everything. Who is that? Is that you, or is that down to Ken, or is that?
4: Well, so so um, the Lord Mayor of Parramatta has a has a part to play in this, you um, know, and call out to. Um, okay. To, uh, <laughs> that was random. Yes, it is random, but but I, it's remiss of me not <clears> to call out. Um, yeah, Bob Dwyer, who is—he's a, a big football fan, isn't he? He's a big football fan. He's a big fan of the Mariners. Um, he has been, you know with the club since um, since we started, uh, and he does our visas, you know. So, so it's his, so it's his core business. Um, That's you know, not where
1: I thought that was going to go. <laughs> so,
4: um, and he does a he does a remarkable job, um, you know, for someone who is. Uh, has got such a pro- high-profile role, he spends a lot of time. So, so yeah, Ken and I, you know, and uh, and the rest of the team will collate, you know, all the details and what we need to do. And, uh, and and Bob looks after the visa, um, you know, application that goes through. It's good to have the the you know political assistance, you know, for that. But however, there's a new process that's another layer to this, which is a travel exemption that needs to get approved. And and it's totally new. So so you you might have your visa, but you might not be able to travel in because of the country you're living in and the covid situation at the time and then you might get your travel exemption and you might get your visa but then you can't get flights because for whatever reason those those planes aren't flying in or you have a flight you have it ready to book and the government then reduces the amount of flights that are coming in from that country or or internationally on that day and it gets binned and then you go back to the starting point and, and it starts all over again so um so so yeah it is it is normally the process would take six to eight weeks in a, in a normal situation so but um but this is yeah very unique time um and uh um you know every day i'm walking into ken and saying come on have we got him on a plane you know have we got him on a plane are we are we ready to go um and uh and um and, and we, we're it's we're so close it's it's not funny but you know i don't want to say i don't want to get it out there and i need everyone to be prepared that it may not happen you know like like stage is the one who's Who's you know, cheering this one on, or, or, or who's got the most, you know, that, that is on the line for this? Um, so, so I know that everybody will be frustrated, but nobody's going to be more frustrated than stage if it doesn't happen. Um, but um, you know,
1: so we don't have any of them here at the moment, do we? Sort of with no. this squad. So no. I guess it's probably safe to assume that, say, everything does get cleared, that we, if we say we get all three, or sort of however many it is, that we probably won't see them until round six. Maybe or so if, oh no no, know, no 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 or I, once they come in and then I, I assume they have to quarantine as, as well for two weeks yeah, and all that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
4: and yeah. look, there is, there is quarantine that needs to come in, so they will need to come into a fourteen day quarantine. That's there, so um, so and that's difficult. You know, we are talking to the players about you know you're going to be in a hotel, you know, in Sydney, yeah, you know, for Christmas, you know, sort of thing. So um, so so that's why that why must be tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the family situation is is really important, um, but they've been really really positive about it and. Uh, and I'm not going to rule out the fact that they yeah might not be they there. It's still possible and plausible for them to be here for round one. So,
2: I, I okay. was just going to mention. There's another facet to this: is are these players match fit, ready to go? Because it takes like you can't just come into a team, gel straight away. Everyone's banging in goals. Whoever's being signed. So I think that's Unless another thing. That, Messi, which you know. Yeah, I think another thing are. that are fans have to <laughs> realise: is that you can all the fans can say, oh, we want a visa signing, visa signing, visa signing but you sort of need them to come in as soon as possible to sort of gel with the team, how the, how the team's going to play, how, what's their role. So that's just another facet of everything.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we won't know until they land, uh, until they're here, until they do their first couple of training sessions as to where they're, where they're at physically. And, and so, so only, only time will tell on that. And, um, um, you know, there's been a lot of work, you know, in, uh, in, in finding these exact players to, to fit the way that Alan wants to play. Um, and to um, to gel with the squad, uh, and th- and the other part to to keep in mind in this is, you know, from the flow flowing from COVID, from the reduction of the Fox deal that was there, we did need to go back and renegotiate with every player, you know, their contract uh, through this period, so that we had a clarity on what we could actually bring into the into the club, and and if and if our players, um, you know weren't as 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 uh as positive about it being collective. There was you know you know Simo and you know and and the crew really you know did uh, they come up with a collective agreement to allow the club to sign these players to bring them in. We needed to get through that process before we could do that, uh, because otherwise we yeah you know, we, we may not have had you know the budget to have uh, made the offers for the ones that we've got you know. So um so so if anyone's sort of wondering well why are we here this late well. Yeah, it, it all flowed. There was there was no way of doing it any faster. And and when I look across the league, you know, um, yeah, you know, my heart really does go out to, to to some of the clubs who are who are struggling. You know, to to get you know uh, someone to replace La Fonda and that sort of stuff. You know, so,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, very sad. You know, but but get me know, the smallest violin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just
4: important to note that we're not the only club in the in, in this situation. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I was about to mention that. What's what's this off season? Been like for you and all the staff and the players, given it's been probably the shortest and I guess probably the most uncertain. What's how's that been for all you guys in the office?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, I think we've just been just been in it and doing it. And Did you just, get any time off? Uh, no, not me. Um, <laughs> oh, I, no, I lie, I, I, I took sort of you got know, two two days, yeah, you know, away in there, which was not bad and way too much. There's been a <laughs> There's been a couple, you know, sort of sort of boozy weekends with with the local carry-on crew that you know, um, yeah, will hit me later in life. Oh, the secret spilled there. <laughs> so, Sick invite. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, I, I think from a from a pre-season perspective, it has been different. We've you know, we've gone out of our way to do some you know like club barbecues and get-togethers. We had a we had a staff match the other day, staff versus the coaches. We sure
0: did. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. So, Can you tell us the result in
4: that one there? So, I heard
0: you scored a bomb.
4: Uh, I wouldn't call my one a bomb, but it was a 5-4, and I did know that there was a particular goalkeeper who made some amazing saves to keep us in the game late. <laughs> yeah, that's there. But Big Dan, the former membership man, uh, yeah, he hit a left footer from... It's well a worldie, didn't he, I heard? Yeah. 25
0: yards out on, on the corner. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sign yeah. him up. Yeah, It was a toe
4: poke. <laughs> <laughs> So no, we need man. a number nine don't we yeah so but we've we've had to yeah we, we've focused on a few of those things um to to know you know with the with the cloud of the club being sold the uncertainty around the league and all that that you know and and we we say the slogan is we won't back down and and as a and as a small group of people we yeah we need to stick strong stay together you know and uh and work hard and make sure that you know we're, we're all in this together whichever way it is and and um and, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll come through this you know, you know, pretty strong in a, in a better position than, uh, than when we started.
1: Do you feel like we're maybe heading into that little bit of a Graham Arnold sort of mentality about like, so sort of when he was here and he was, he was sort of like, it's sort of us against them. Like we're up here on the coast and all the big clubs are like, you know, in Sydney and sort of in all the capital cities and don't really care about the Jets. But like he had that mentality that yeah. was, it was like, it's us against them. We're in here. We're, we're all in it together um but that's sort of what it feels like is sort of coming out of the club at the moment which i like to be honest
4: yeah there is a you know there is a real uh, passion about just reminding ourselves who we are mm. um yeah in that because because the challenges are are real they are you know, full on you know so um you know whether it's whether it's council whether it's the fa whether it's you know covid whether it's you know whatever it is at the moment it does feel like you know what we 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 you know really you know, battling and having to work really, really hard. So, so it does forge that mentality. And um, um, you know, and 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 I'm just really you know proud of everyone at the club for for staying through what you know what you know, could could have been a really disastrous time for us. So, uh, I, I see the players, I see the crew, I see them coming into the office. You know, and and I see the you know the spirit and the and the pride that everybody's got in this club, and um, makes me feel like we've got a real strong club here and we've got a really proud club you know, because of the people involved.
2: I was just about to ask actually how the morale is of, of the players because it's been a pretty unprecedented situation with COVID, you know. How's how's the morale been with the coaches and staff and players?
4: Look, they're professionals and they've been working hard on, on coming to work and being a professional and, and, and really yeah, narrowing down to the details of what they've got to do to get ready for the season. Um, that's been really, really clear. There's been a lot of hard work and, you know, I, just, I, I think I think Stage and... and um, and and nas and the crew i think they're still down there you know and it's it's almost it's almost six o'clock you know and um and uh you know training finished a a lot of hours ago so so there's there's been a lot of late nights and a lot of hard work yeah. that's there so um and uh and but overall i i generally think that the morale is is kind of good because there's been a lot of sacrifice by everybody Mm. you know to to be where we are today so um, there will be a time to reflect, but but everybody in the club has has taken some sacrifices, and um, and I'm really hoping that, that that can be something that really unifies us, you know, to um, to take the next challenges.
0: Beautiful. Well said. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Sounds like there's some positivity coming out of um out of the club at the moment. I
1: feel like that, that that sort of mentality flows down from Stadjo as well, because mm. I'm sure he doesn't speak about it, or doesn't even sort of bring it up, but he has a point to prove to certain people yeah. in football in this country about the way he was treated. Yep. And I I probably feel like that flows into the squad from him. We all know what your sort of mentality is like that flows down, you know, sort of down into the office and it all sort of joins together at the top and we're yeah. good to go that that way. Now now it's about Putting it together On the pitch
4: Yeah, yeah It's about it's about converting that to, to get a result And get an outcome Yeah yeah, totally agree
2: totally I think he's agree. got
4: the right Mentality for the club Because
2: of, You know what you were saying yeah. About the us versus them always. The underdog You know mentality Has been part of the club Since day dot So I think it's It's the right Right mentality to have When you're working At this club
4: Yeah He's an angry bastard sometimes too. Right? <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so, is he a um, perfectionist? So, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. So, and um, is there
1: I mean, a good cop, bad cop down there, or is it just bad cop, bad cop?
4: Uh, look, our um, our new goalkeeper coach uh, Peter Zoyce, so I think, he's definitely a good cop. He's a great guy, p- plenty of energy, that bubbles around, and. Um, and for those who know him, um, Pat Tatum, you know he's definitely, you know he definitely brings a, uh, you know he's he's the, the heart and soul of this club. So so they, there's a few guys that really do offer a fair bit of foil, yeah, you know, for them. So um, yeah, it's 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 a really uh, every time I go down there, I I feel really um, yeah really buoyed by the by the collective group that's that's in there. It's a it's a good crew. Round one, bring it on. Let's beat let's beat the the Jets. Hopefully,
1: if they're around. <clears throat> yeah. Might be a buy round one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, I've got Savage. to give—I've got to give a shameless plug at the moment for um, carols. Um, yes. You know, so 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 carols on the coast. It's um, it is one that we are passionate about because uh, carols was taken away from the community. Um, you know, the, the council could not put the carols on anymore. Um, because
1: they couldn't afford it, or because of COVID. Uh,
4: I've heard both reasons, and it's probably what? fifty-one and half the other. I was only joking
1: about the first one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
4: yeah, but no, the, you know, definitely finances. Yeah, had an impact, and mm. um, and so um, so it's a chance for us as a club. It's a non-football thing, really. Uh, but yeah. it's about giving back to the community, and, and I just want everyone to get the message out there. Please you know, bring your family and friends who don't normally come to the football, you know, who might come along to Carol's and, and just experience that. It's, uh, it is important for us. We do call ourselves a community club, and it's rare that we've got such a big opportunity to do that. And, uh, and what we're working on hard right now is can we also deliver the fireworks on New Year's Eve? So the fireworks have been taken away again, um, you know, and, uh, and 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 council can't deliver on the fireworks, and so
1: can we do flares instead?
4: Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> he so had to think about it. He had to think about it. So, well, there is, a, I, you know, it made me re- reminded me about the safe smoke options that that we haven't thought about for round one. But anyway, thinking about the legal implications um, if you say yes, <laughs> so um, can cut. Cut. Yeah, yeah, so. edit. But because of COVID, because of finances, you know uh, they can't have um, you know, mass gatherings on the waterfront. Uh, that's there, so so that won't be available to the to the community, um, and all the other fireworks being uh, are being called off. So if we can find a way to get it done, uh, and everyone can have straight after the game, stay in your seat and watch the fireworks, um, and um, and brought to you by the Mariners and our partners. Uh, that's there, then that'll be great, and I think that that for us. You know, puts us in good stead to just you know tell everybody in the community this is we're more than just a football club we're actually here for the community and we really want to give back you know and um, sometimes you know we do feel like we're sort of you know maybe taking it for granted and and you mm-hmm. know yeah not getting the airtime the exposure that we need but it's these moments that i just want to shout it out to to everybody on the central coast if um you know, if, if you don't have to be a football fan, but but yeah, come and bring your family and and sing some Christmas carols at the end of a terrible year, and then and then let's hopefully watch a heap of fireworks and and uh, and we can kick into the new year. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 just important. It's important for us to try to get as many people as we can there. Um, you know, and, um, and and really just remind everybody how how good it is to to come to that stadium. You know, when there's lots of people and lots of entertainment on.
1: I'll have to start practicing my jingle bells.
3: okay okay then (laughs) not now now. sorry I was waiting for you to see (laughs) not
0: now (laughs) no that's brilliant awesome Sean thank you so much uh, for taking the time once again Um, tickets for the carols are 10 bucks for adults 5 bucks for kids and of course members get in free I think yep
4: yep that's correct members get in for free so um, sign up become a member Um, you know please yeah please please come and uh, come and be part of it
2: any update on membership tally
4: look you know it's um it's uh it's not good you know so so i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you you know but I, I think everybody was kind of expecting things to to take a take a step back but it's not the it's not the reserve seats it's not the familiar faces the the rusted on are, are, are there and and you know yeah love love yous sort all of bits you're doing such such good things for the club it's the three game memberships it's the peripheral ones that's there it's the mm. all, all, all the little ones a lot of the freebies all the you know, we had memberships that were tied up with corporate packages that, you know, um, you know th- that have been pulled back, or um, you know ones that are connected with schools and um, and uh, former North Shore Mariners type sort of memberships. They've all been you know, culled back. So, so the so the headline figure is going back, but I don't know if it's actually going to really affect the bums on seats on match day. Um, yeah, for those that actually generally turn up and use their membership. So, um, but we do have a long, long way to go. And as I sort of said before, there's there's no new members coming in at the moment. So it's only renewals, and that's that's across the league. That's not just uh, for our club. So every club's feeling that at the moment that yeah, there's only a renewal process. So you can only go backwards. And um, and we, yeah, we need to get the message out to get some new members, and new faces coming in. Once cool. again, thanks as always. Thanks thanks much appreciated. Coming.
2: Good stuff. I'll well, let
4: you go. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, mate. Right. Bye.
0: Love you too. (laughs) There it is. Alrighty, let's take a look at uh, how some of our preseason games have been shaping up so far. Um, we recently, on Sunday in fact, uh, went down to Valentine Sports Park to play against Wellington Phoenix. That was a 2-0 loss, um, but we did have the better of the chances to be fair in that game. It was probably the Phoenix's keeper that kept them in that um, we the week before got up three two over the Wanderers behind closed doors. Uh, it was two all after ninety minutes, and uh, in extra time it was that man Harry McCarthy yeah, who scored <laughs> scored favorite. the winner in extra time. Knows a thing or two about scoring a late goal, does Harry McCarthy? Of course, from the Mariners Academy setup. Uh, we also beat the Jets 2-0 uh, in a preseason game up here on the coast. Uh, always good, no matter what time of the year it is, to uh, to get one up over the Jets as well. FTS, etc. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have another one against an NPL opponent coming up this Friday evening. Um, again... As far as I know at this stage that one is behind closed doors uh, But we do have an upcoming preseason game against a young Socceroos squad On the 20th of December at Central Coast Stadium um, That one will be followed uh, by the Carols which is being hosted by the club this year Party I think it's a good initiative by the club to do that Definitely to combine it with a, with a football game before is uh,
2: pretty good stuff Yeah, Pete, uh,
1: a little birdie told me that you may have been present for a couple of these pre-season games <laughs> uh, what's, what, have, what have you seen so far? Highlights. Uh,
0: so the only one that I've actually been to was the Phoenix game last weekend. So I didn't get to catch the Wanderers game, unfortunately. Um, yeah, look, the there was a bit of experimentation in terms of shape. Um, there was a, there was a couple of different shapes tested out, and I think we probably looked much better and much more composed and much more settled in the second half. There are a couple of trialists there as well. Um, who, uh, who we're looking to impress. Anyone um, of note? Or Sakaya any? is her name. Yeah, that's Sakaya. Tsuku Sakaya. So he uh, has won NPL Player of the Year, I should say, uh, twice in the last three years, I think, off the top of my head. Um, had a spell at Arpia. Uh, was supposed to be down in Avondale in the Victorian NPL uh, last season, but uh, that got canned, obviously, with COVID. Um, so went up and played at Olympic. Uh, There's the
2: Mariners connection with Benny Khan. With Benny
0: Khan, of course. My boy. <laughs> um, and had it by all accounts a, a pretty stellar season. I've seen some uh some of his footage um, on NPL.tv of course. Um and look, he he, he looked okay. Um, loves, loves to score a worldie. Would um, mm. would definitely like to see a little bit more of him. Yeah. Um, but the thing is he's he's an NPL player who's also a visa player. Yeah, Ooh, um, that's that's tough. Yeah. Um, potentially could fit into the side, but I I definitely need to see a bit more of him before making any sort of judgment call on that.
1: Maybe a, maybe a bit of a... I don't want to say stopgap, but I will. Uh, stopgap in case we don't get Oz. any of our visa signings. Yeah, if, a backup if option. He's Just the same thing. If he's good enough and if he takes up a visa spot, well then so be it if we can't get anyone else from overseas because of all the restrictions, mm. etc. Mm.
0: So... Yeah, um, I, yeah, I believe he can play on, on either flank or at number 10 as well. Um, so, yeah, look, if he's still around on the 20th, we might potentially get to see some of him in action then. Um, but, um, yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah. I mean, probably to
1: me, probably our most important signing, which we might speak about a bit later, but it's probably Oli Bzanic. Um, Absolutely. Which I think is probably... Well, that yeah. was the next unless, one I was going to touch on. Unless we sign... A, well-known number nine or someone with some crazy goal-scoring record or something like that, I think he'll probably be our most important signing for the season. Mm. Uh, he played against Wellington, didn't he?
0: Yeah, uh, and again, I'm, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say on it, but um, I will anyway. Um, Ollie... <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're here for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's the, uh, the ITK, the Goss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ollie, uh, Ollie crushed it against against Phoenix, mm. and by all accounts did against MacArthur as well earlier in the preseason. Um, he just dictates the tempo, keeps the ball moving, um, sprays these beautiful, beautiful diagonal cross field balls left, right, um, and um, was creating uh, no end of havoc in the middle of the park. Very good news. Love to hear it. Mm. No, he, he's looking sharp. Um, so I mean, so I mean, excited I'm, to see him back I'm, on the coast.
1: I'm, yeah, I mean, and a local as well, which I think, a lot of people don't yep. realize mm-hmm. or like, appreciate. Sorry, a lot of people outside of the coast probably don't realize that he's actually a local. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine a combination of some kind of a combination of him and Nisbet
0: in the midfield this season um, gets me pretty excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean they're both they're both very creative players. Um, both Nizzy and um, and Ollie are not not afraid of shying away from from doing the um, the dirty work I was either. I say
1: they're, they're, they're both. They're obviously not similar in look or sort of physical <laughs> yeah. attributes, but I feel like they're both kind of similar in that way that they can create as well as do the dirty work, Yeah. Yep. which I think it's quite good. Whereas in the past, as fantastic as he was, Monty was probably more of the dirty work rather yep. than, the, than the create. Definitely. If yep. if we can have two of them, mm. then, you know, that's, surely that's can, a good who thing. Who can do both. you yeah. can do both. Exactly If we can right. have those two and then have a well-performing number 10, whether that's De Silva or somebody else Dan Bowman Dan Bowman could easily come in and maybe play that role I, I suspect that's why he's here to give probably De Silva the kick up the backside that uh, he may need to mm-hmm. get things going if we can have those two anchor the midfield and have a well performing number 10 then that's okay I'm happy with that
2: yeah but just I'll just reiterate what you guys said about I think the Oli Niz midfield partnership is, is pro- very promising for, mm. for the side and looking forward to seeing more of that
0: Oh Alrighty, so some other Central Coast Mariners related news coming out over the last uh, couple of weeks. How long has it been since we've done this? Um, Two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> A bit. It's all right. Uh, better late than never, right? Um, so Ken Shembury has been promoted to head of football. Um, he has previously been in charge of the uh, overseeing the Mariners Academy, um, who saw so much success throughout 2020. Um, so good to see him and his hard work, I guess, rewarded there um, to now look after the A-League side as well as the, uh, the Women's Academy and the Men's Academy as well. We also see uh, Peter Zoys joining as goalkeeping coach following the departure of uh, Jess Van Stratton. Yeah, that was a weird one. Is that the right way to describe Any I don't know. it? Any idea where weird. he
2: came from? Do we? I think I missed that. Peter always
0: has spent some time at Melbourne Victory. Uh, I think he had some time at Melbourne City as well. And he's he's been yeah. around in the NPL um, uh, setup up in Victoria as well for quite a while. Okay.
1: What happened to Van Stratton? Was, was there an announcement there? Or no, no, I don't think there was anything no. official
0: just that was put out. Uh, just a parting of ways. Walked off into the sunset <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Fair just imagining something like Red Dead Redemption style—he's on the back of a horse, just riding off into the sunset with like a big cowboy hat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. riding off into the sewage plant next to the Yeah <laughs> Um, in terms of player movements, there's, there's been quite a few. I think um, some of them would have been covered in our last podcast, but a couple of the bigger ones would have been Jordan Murray and Dylan Fox, who've moved into the Indian Super League now, muzz with Corolla um, Blasters. And Love D- them. Dylan Fox has always been a huge Kerala yeah, fan. Huge Kerala fan from day one. Love a team called the Blasters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, um, he's been playing mostly off the bench there, um, so hopefully he starts getting a little bit more game time. He's been trying to break into the squad ahead of uh, Gary Hooper. Um, who also yeah. moved to the Blasters from the Phoenix. Um, Dylan Fox has gone to Northeast United um, over there. My who... second favorite team. There's
2: <laughs> <laughs> been, been a few players
0: from the A League that have gone into India. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot. Something yeah. like 19 or 20 players. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, I was, it's I was, a few.
1: I was. I mean, I was pretty surprised by the Muzz move. Um,
0: Sort of came out of nowhere, and by all accounts, it yeah. happened very quickly. Is that as well.
2: financially motivated? Do we think?
1: I think. Oh, for absolutely! Sure it is, yeah. It's got to be. I think it's financially motivated, and it's probably also motivated by the fact that at that stage, when they went across, when there was, I think there was like a three-week period of announcements, nearly every single day of some player that was in the A-League going over to India. Mm. I think it had a lot to do with there was still not a start date for the season, the unsure, unsuredness. Unsure? Unsureness? Someone give me a dictionary. Unsuredness,
2: um, I think that's a word, yeah.
1: Let's make it one uh, about, you know, the new TV deal, where money was going to come from. I think all that sort of stuff weighed up massively with a lot of these players going over to India and whatever your opinion about that league is, is
0: that they pay overseas players quite well. Mm, oh, yeah, they're, they're paying. so. There's certain players over there that would be getting paid massive, massive overs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, think of someone like a Eric Pardaloo who mm-hmm. will haunt us until the day we die. Do you? Did you um,
0: really
2: have to bring up that name? I don't about, know what you're talking about.
1: about about the day that never happened. Yep, uh, he's been there for what five years, mm. five or six years now, and he's he's basically made a whole career out of playing over there, and I'm sure. I don't know if he'll exactly be maybe set for life, but he'll be set up for a long time with the money that he's earned.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think yeah, most players that are going over there will be on a pretty tasty wicket. So I mean, good on him. Um, and with all the unsure, unsuredness. Yeah, <laughs> right it is again. Let's let's Un- do it. Uncertainty um, of uh, <laughs> around the you know, unassuredness. The how do you
2: just? How do you say it?
0: <laughs> I feel like we're going to get some pretty interesting feedback on this one. Um, I'm disappointed in myself personally, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're the wordsmith out of the three of us. <laughs> um, around, as you said, the, the CBA and everything that happened around that. Um, yeah, that was Would have driven a lot of players to just go... Yeah, to shrink in the cap. Yep, yep, exactly right. So, yeah. um, Can't begrudge them that, even if it's only for a season or two. Mm. Um, big ones here: the re-signings of the Mariners' all-time leading goalscorer and six-time Golden Boot winner, Matt Simon. Uh, he's been signed in a dual role uh, for the club, so he's there to obviously mentor some of the youngsters coming through, as well um, as uh, as a player as well. Beerers, of course, was a huge one. That's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. I think I
2: believed it was more likely he was leaving than he was, gone and for he all was money. signing. So when that was announced, I was pretty happy with that and. Ziggy as well I think that's the main two that To stay were That we got to stay Is pretty good
0: Yeah of course the Mariners medal winner Ziggy Gordon there um, Re-signing for Another year on the coast Which is fantastic to see I think um, He Got better as the season Progressed last year Yeah for sure. I, I thought I,
1: I was pretty confident That Ziggy would stay
0: uh, I yep. definitely thought That Giddy
1: was ski for all money um, especially when Adelaide announced that Polizzi was leaving and <laughs> all that sort of stuff, there was all those sort of rumors there. I thought, well, for sure he's going back to Adelaide, and then obviously didn't happen. And then there was the, the rumors around about Macarthur. Um, so props to the club for I properly believe
2: on to him. I properly believe the Macarthur one, but <laughs> yeah, then they so but then they signed Federici. <laughs> saying, it's like yeah. as soon as they signed Federici, uh, it was like, well, I don't think he's going to Macarthur
1: anymore. No. So well done for well done to the club for man- managing to hold on to him because. Uh, as we've seen in previous years, not having a good goalkeeper—I mean, you know—we still finished last, so you can make that argument uh, that it doesn't really matter. But it's a start.
2: I um, think. I think a big thing for me is that I think he's going to be thirty next year, so he's coming into his prime as a goalkeeper. Yeah. A goalkeeper's prime is usually probably between 30, thirty and thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's great news for the club that he's sticking around, and Ziggy as well. I think Ziggy, you know, man of the people, Ziggy Gordon. You know, he's, he's expressed how much he's. You know, he loves the fans and wants to play for the badge, and I think that's that's those are the sort of players that you want for you want to play
0: for your club. So yeah, you know, big yeah. shout out to Ziggy. He's someone that genuinely believes in in what the club is doing here, and he genuinely loves the coast as well. Yep. Did we
1: get Ziggy on the pod last season? We didn't do did no, no, we haven't. But that man, yeah.
0: we need him on ASAP. He's definitely yep. he's definitely going to get a shot on the pod. It will be the uh, the Zigcast. The Zigcast. The Zigcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he'll be a great one to have on Funny story about the, um, the Mark Birgitti, um to MacArthur thing Was that um, originally there was a particular journo Who who released that rumour um, Initials DNL? <laughs> you're correct Okay. Um, contacted the club for comment um, And the club said, well, no, he's not going to MacArthur Guarantee you that And he still ran the article anyway Standard. A couple of weeks later, um, after MacArthur signed Federici called the club to apologise well not even to apologise but said oh actually Mark's not going to MacArthur thanks Mr. thanks D- Captain Obvious DL yeah anyway uh, <laughs> don't know if I'll leave that in or not um, do it, do sorry, it. I'll do probably it. cut that no, um, leave it leave it Leave all
1: this in. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Of course, the promotion of Matt Hatch on a scholarship contract from the Mariners Academy and Dan Hall, really exciting one for me, um, Mm -hmm. on a full contract. So keen to see those guys get some first-team action this year. Really keen. Uh, Watched these two a
1: lot for the Academy, as all three of us have. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if I I had to pick a favourite, it's obviously going to be Dan Hall. Um, Mm. Led the Academy to all sorts of glory. Fantastic centre-back, really good leader, was a really good captain, uh, good player on the ball, good game awareness, uh, he's mm. very good, very, very good.
2: Well, I think the answer to this question is yes, but do we think Dan Hole's ready for the step up to A-League level?
0: Not yet. He's definitely ready to get some minutes. Um, well, I wouldn't say
2: to start, but you know, minutes off the bench I think he's probably worth. Yeah,
0: look, to be honest, I,
1: look... To be totally harsh, I don't know about signing him on a full contract like we have.
0: He's too old for a scholarship. Okay. <laughs> I think scholarships only go up to twenty, and I think he's just turned twenty-one. Really, I do not mm. think he was that old.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a way around that, but I still I don't know if I can get the full <laughs> contract. I think you, you only really know
2: the answer once they play.
0: Yeah, that's see right. Once you, once you actually see him up against A-League opposition, but he dominated the MPL. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, we've dominated.
1: we've we've made this mistake before, though, haven't we? Where we've signed well, players, players like
0: on, and yeah,
1: yeah, we've signed players on full-time contracts that have killed it in the MPL. Mm. Um, he could
2: easily do a Nisbet, though, come up to A-League level and just fit in straight 100% away. hundred
1: percent more than happy to be proven wrong as usual. Mm. Um, Matthew Hatch also a really good player. He's yeah, an athlete, insanely quick. Absolute, oh, absolute athlete, like yeah. bombing left Loves back on, like yep. you've never seen before. Um, can play uh, higher as well. Can play higher. Can I, I? mean, he could easily play as a winger mm-hmm. and as a left as a left sort of wing back. He could. He could. He could easily do both. He's mm-hmm. got
2: that sort of pace that you can't teach.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he's just it's just that explosive yeah. sort of pace that he's you, can get him down dude. the wing.
1: Yeah, come up with a few goals this season. Yeah, um, a, sure. few, a few yeah. crackers. Oh, as well. scored
0: an absolute bomb in the grand final. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing for him really for me is just his, maybe his football brain yet maybe isn't mm-hmm. as developed as a Dan Hall. Um, so maybe that's that's probably the one spot that he might need to work on. But now that I I assume he's probably training full-time with the squad, he's yep. in with the big boys, that'll come pretty quick. Yep, so.
0: yep. He showed some really nice touches in the game against um, against the Phoenix at the weekend as well. So um, hopefully we will see more of him this season as uh, as the weeks and tick by. also good competition for ja- uh, for Clisby. Exactly yeah. right. Speaking of competition for Clisby, a um, few new signings announced in the preseason. One in particular who was announced today or yesterday by the time this pod is released, uh, Stefan Negro, um, who can play left fullback or right fullback, um, as well as a defensive midfielder apparently, but... Um, I think he's been signed to put a bit of pressure on clears yeah I, yeah I
1: think I think this this signing's a bit of a squatty really for me um I think the club announced it as uh, experienced but I don't I probably don't agree with the whole with that entirely That's the whole <laughs> competition
2: for places ethos yeah so
1: yeah I, I mean he's he's played 35 A League games like I think that. it was he's been at Brisbane and victory. Um, played 77 minutes in the grand final against the Jets mm. for the victory a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, but is you know he's, he's another one that we've just picked up from the NPL you know which is fine, um, but yeah I think it's a matter of competition for places um, yeah. more than a starting spot really.
0: Yeah, I think it's a smart signing. It's um, I don't think he's exactly going to be one who sets the world alight, but yeah I think as you say competition building that competition especially. On the left-hand side, which, um, you know, which we hasn't haven't really had, had any competition had. at all.
1: Yeah. And mm. to be honest, he needs it. Yep. So, um, the more the better.
0: Yep, exactly right now. He's got, yeah, Hachi and and, and, um, and Stefan breathing down his neck. So, um, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Of course, Oli uh, Bezanic, we mentioned, who had signed for two years. Um, and uh, Dan Bowman as well, who uh, has been a mainstay in the Ollie Roos setup for the last couple of years. So, can we talk about the rumour that came out yesterday? <laughs> yes, uh, Daily Oz
1: Football. Daily Oz Football coming through with the goods uh, on Twitter. So there's obviously, we've spoken about a couple of times, there's a, these rumours about a few Visa players, um, potentially two or three. Um, might be all of them, might be none of them, depending on what happens, if they can get them into the country. But um, seems this account or what, whatever it is, I don't actually, I don't think I actually follow it, but they seem pretty confident that we're looking at <clears throat> name butchering Marco Urena. Jirena. Jirena? Yes. Very good. I've got to yes. say it with the Jirena. <laughs> Yeah, So, Costa Rican, um, 30 years old uh, striker.
0: Yeah, what's he got? 67 caps and something like 17 goals for Costa Rica. Yeah. 67 I think.
1: caps for, soc- for Soccerica. Costa Rica. <laughs> 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 um, Soccerica. <laughs> um, yeah, has spent a bit of time in Europe, uh, in the US. Um, let's see where this club's from. I don't even know.
0: Anyway, he's in the K League at the moment. I think. Let's, if, let's uh, not worry about the last club. Yes. yes sorry, the, the K League.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. So yeah. there, he's played for a couple of clubs in the K League recently. So mm. um, strong rumor that he is on his way, which will be handy. Not the best goal scoring record of all time, by all means. But, but
0: look at look at Barisha's record before he came from the league. Exactly. Look at Fornaroli's record before There's they. There's a lot they came of for players league. like this. He that. could be the diamond in the rough. Diamond <laughs> in let's the rough. Let's hope. Let's hope he is. Yeah. And well, not Azdrabel. Yeah, we, <laughs> that's right. we definitely need a bit more competition for places up front as yeah. well. So, um, you know, we could look at someone like uh, a Jamie McLaren if he was available, Luke.
1: I don't want the tapping merchant anywhere near my club. Thank you. <laughs> um, we struggle to get balls into the box as it is, so he'd have no
0: chance.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I hope he likes having about one chance a game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this rumor plays out. Um, historically, I guess, Daily Oz football... Maybe hasn't been the most accurate in their rumours But um, they seemed pretty pretty assured And it was um, it was another journalist who originally broke the news Saying that he was looking at a contract Or about to sign a contract in the A-League um, So yeah, we'll see how it plays out So he scored 12
1: goals in 40 games for um, I'm not even going to try and say that club uh, <laughs> In the top division in Costa Rica A, okay. year, a, a year or two ago
0: they have Pro-Rel in Costa Rica? They have it in Vanuatu, so they've got it in Costa Rica. got like Rica. Three, three divisions of Pro-Rel I'm sure Madagascar
1: has buddy Pro-Rel and we don't. So.
0: <laughs> we'll get there one day. Um, okay, so having a look at the new draw, of course, it was released uh, not that long ago, <laughs> right on time for the season. we got nine games in the first 38 days there. We are cooked. <laughs> 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 we're ga- we're going to have to hit the ground running pretty quick
2: Man,
1: I, hope, I hope I hope, them boys have been running Because uh, we're going to need to be pretty fit To get through this first month of this season Especially
2: mm. being January Yeah, yep. The hottest month of the year Let's yeah. go yep. It's tough
0: And we've got pretty much a 72 hour turnaround Between our uh, first game Which is a derby at home um, followed by round two, which is Macarthur away on the fourth of January. Um, by the way, Mariners have organised buses for away travel to that, so make sure you check Get around out the dot ccmariners.com.au for all your bus needs. I mean, it's it's
1: pretty tough because like we only leave we leave the state once in the first month, mm. but it's just the influx of the games.
0: Yeah, they are coming thick and fast. Mm. That's and, for sure.
1: And the heat, and yeah. I mean, it's not it's not you know I. I don't think there's any, you know, a lot of people will say it's probably been us, but I don't think there's necessarily an easy game in this league. But if you look at the start, we've got we've got the derby, and then we got Macarthur, who I think is not going to be easy. Mm. Victory, who are no easy beats, mm-hmm. no matter where they finished last season. Brisbane Wanderers, Sydney Knicks, who we've who who we've already lost to. So I mean, it's like I said, there's no easy games, yeah. but and it's it's hard to pick a preferential start but I think the best thing about this is is that we only leave the state once so there's not going to be too much trouble, too much crazy sort of travel it's not like we're going to Perth or and then we have to go over to Wellington or anything like that so I think that's the one thing that is working in our favour
0: Thoughts on having round one derby on New Year's Eve
1: Hate it I
2: think it makes sense on paper but in practice I don't like it I love
1: it Give it to me (laughs) give me that if the season started at the normal date Give me a derby on New Year's Eve if it started at the normal yeah, date. Yeah. Yep. I don't like Greed. big games in the first round. I just mm-hmm. don't. I think you need, you need to give clubs a few weeks to warm up to it, to get into gear, and then you have your bigger games. Exactly. That's yeah. just, just the, way that, the way that I've always preferred
0: it. I love it. Just, I don't care. This what you league say.
2: loves <laughs> having derbies in round one and round two and round three. It's yeah. Like, let, let, let them build up. Like you because, just said, let them build up to yeah. round five and six and then have them.
1: Because you start on a high with the, all these really big games, and then you have this bloody lull. For don't worry weeks about and it. Weeks. I think we've got
0: three derbies in the first three months, mate. So because we've it, got don't even start me on the, the way second, the draw. The second structured derby and... is on Valentine's Day in in Newcastle, Ooh, so they can bring all their family romantic. members along. Um, and then I think the next one is like three weeks later we on play, the eighth of March. That's what
1: I was about to say. We <laughs> play the Jets twice within a month. <laughs>
0: Who the fuck does the draw? Like, do it properly. There's our it's first the set same bomb. shit
1: every fucking season like like we play teams two times before we play someone once
0: yeah i think we play newcastle twice and maybe brisbane or melbourne twice before we play seriously does my head in like it's it's just really all round so well structured and uh
1: (laughs) love the fa um
0: other stands for something else (sighs) fuck all um other, I guess, highlights of the draw, if you want to call them that. We've got three derbies. As I mentioned, two of these are at home. Um, three games also against Western United, MacArthur, and Melbourne City. Two games against everyone else. 13 home games. Um, our regular season will finish at home to the glory on the 30th of May. So you're to have a lot of random like midweek games and shit in there too. Yeah,
1: like I can't wait for like Wednesday night against... Melbourne City well, or we've got some shit. Tuesday, night. Tuesday against night against the
0: Wanderers on the nineteenth of January. Like we've got a Monday night or a Tuesday night derby. <laughs> just what are we doing? Cool. Yeah, and again, that's that's not us. That's uh, Football Australia, Football Federation Australia, whatever they want to call themselves these days. Um, in any case, let's uh, let's finish our Mariners-related things on a positive. The Academy boys did the yeah. double double. How good. Um, under 20s and first grade champions and premiers. Uh, also club champions as well. Unfortunately, no pro rel. The one year. The one year. The Cheers, one go year good. we
1: managed to do it. Mm. No pro rel. But yeah. shout out to to the academy. Shout out to Monty. Monty's well done, boys. got them playing really well. Uh, I enjoy watching the academy play. Um, I think they play good style of football. Uh, there's some pretty talented kids in that team Um, we've obviously picked up a couple on academies and full time contracts and all that sort of thing so I think it's um, the academy at the moment is probably doing what it should be doing which is is good so now as as long as we someone like a Dan Hall who Mm. as long as we manage to hold on to him and as long as we manage to develop him Mm -hmm. um, that's what the academy is there for and he comes in comes into the first team plays for Mm -hmm. a season or two he goes overseas and we make some money that's exactly what we should be.
0: That's um, yeah, that's right. And I mean, there's already a lot of those academy guys that uh, are training with the first team full time now. Damien Sicanis is one. Uh, Maxi Ballard, um, Harry Steele's played a couple of games in pre season as well. Um, so so exciting to see these guys coming through. You know, last year we had Lewis Fucking Miller come through as well, um, who's been an absolute monster um, at right back, making that position his own. Um, so it's yeah, the academy is starting to really churn out some quality youngsters again. Now, with the pro mm. though, was there something about... I thought I read something the other week about automatic promotion up to the top division. So, Mr. so there's some rumours yeah, the coming out, and I haven't heard anything official from um, Football New South Wales yet. Um, and it's, it won't be for the upcoming season. It'll be for the following season. Um, but there was talks about the Wanderers and the Mariners going up in 2022. Um, but they're talking about having the top four go up anyway. From MPL two up to MPL one, and having a sixteen team comp in MPL one, which I think needs to happen from the standings this season or next season. From the standings in twenty twenty one, so next season.
1: Okay, so next season. Yeah. yeah. So, so if we finish top four, we'll go up. In theory. That's the rumor. That's yeah, That's
0: yeah. the rumor, and let's hope it's true because I would love to see a um an expanded MPL one. Is there going to be yeah.
2: a final series if it's just going to be top four that, or is it just I think be they'll standings? I think they
0: will do a final series as well oh, okay. because they. Because, astra- because Australia. Because Australia, we love finals footy. Um, so yeah, look, I mean that'll um, that'll be interesting. But um, let's hope the guys can get the uh, the job done again um, next year, next season. Yep. <laughs> Okie dokie. A few other things that are happening across the A-League or uh, Australian football. Um, The Jets are still without an owner or a coach, um, and Bernie Abini is still refusing to show up for training up the road. Now, I hate to see other clubs struggling um, in the Australian football landscape, but there's just the smallest part of me, and I feel like shit for saying this, but uh, (laughs) I kind of enjoys watching their... Protracted ownership plight playing out. You enjoy yeah.
2: the shine for it, is what you're saying. Yes,
0: I want them to suffer until like the
1: split second before they fold, and then they get somebody. Ride, yeah, exactly. Rides right. in and sort of saves them, and re- just sort of repeat that sort of a process. <laughs> don't don't completely fold. Just sort of yeah, almost, no. and then come back.
0: I'd never never wish folding on on any other club. Barry um, McKinnon, inside Adelaide. man, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never wish folding on any club. Look, I hope they do get it sorted out, um, but. You know, there's, it's it's always been a case, I guess, um, historically, of when one club's up, the other one's down. Yeah. Um, they're pretty down at the moment, so does that yeah. bode well p- p- potentially, how do I speak, um, for uh, for us to maybe do be on the up this year? Maybe. Yeah, look, <laughs> look <laughs> I've, I've heard
1: that we are going to win the league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a wild rumour. Yeah, it's a wild rumour. Multiple but, sources confirmed but, by yeah. Dave Lewis. <laughs> Name drop Um, Remember the people that said that Charlesworth should have accepted the uh, offer from these owners to buy us I would have
0: never have said that Lol (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no jeez, how's that played out I mean, they've had no money coming in for 14 months now Yeah From their owners Wow, that's pretty cooked And I guess the the latest rumour is that um, their new potential owners um, have fallen through as well I think they were nearly
1: over the line, and uh, they hit a hurdle at the last minute.
2: What I think losing their coach was a big thing as well. Lose oh, Robinson massive, especially after the way they massive. finished last season, because they they were one of the form teams. You know, yeah. I hate to say it, obviously, but they were one of the form teams of the comp in the last
1: what eight I, rounds. I, I agree. And look, spew before I actually say this, uh, but they I enjoyed watching them play last season under <sighs> under Car Robinson, and there was the game against us. I think up there where. They were just playing us off the park, out of the back. We couldn't even get the ball. We could not even get the ball. And every time we did, they, the shape and the pressure that they had off the ball mm. would just win them the ball back, and then they would just play it out nice and easy. Now, whether that's us being not good uh, or I not... I think it was a combination is, of both. I think so too. I, I think Carl Robinson's looking to be a really good coach, and I think... Um, he'll make the Wanderers very dangerous this season.
0: Yeah, as you just said there. Massive, massive loss for Newcastle. Yep, absolutely. I think he knows how to get the best out of his players. And as you just alluded to there, of course, um, Carl Robinson has gone to Western Sydney Wanderers. J.P. Marini was only in the job for about two months um, before he got shafted. And uh, Robinson swooped in to uh, take his place in the hot seat there. Musical chairs. I didn't hear
1: anything about the J.P., what what happened there, because that was very swift and very cutthroat. Thanks It was
0: signed. I thought he he was still interim. I had no idea. No, no, no. no, He was was given given the job full time in July and then uh, got punted in October.
1: Thanks and good luck. I don't remember saying good luck. (laughs) 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 Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it,
2: it's a tough business, football management, isn't it? It's cutthroat, yeah. that's for sure. Not, a, not as bad as England
0: or Europe, but over here it's still pretty tough.
1: Yeah, something's definitely happened there behind closed doors. Rumours of
0: a rift between him and the board because he couldn't get the money that he wanted for players that he wanted, apparently. Yeah. And um, I don't know whether he threw his toys out of the pram and, and stormed off. Wow, well, they are the only club that's happening to. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I mean, that wouldn't surprise me if that's what he did because he's always been a hothead and mm. uh, after working with Kevin uh, Muskett for so long I think semifinal. it must have rubbed off on him mm.
0: Mm. Uh, a couple of other things to touch on there McGree and Izzo have both left Adelaide Leaving them significantly weaker I think than they were last year They had a few other losses as well Blackwood's gone overseas I think he's playing with Harry Kewell's Oldham Scored or a goal the other week Or Charlton or someone scored,
2: uh, scored a double a couple no, of weeks ago
0: he, he He got the one And then there was an absolute belter From uh, one of their midfielders I who, thought it was him that scored the belter yeah, as well Yeah, no, it wasn't him oh, Okay um, Izzo's a big loss for Adelaide I think yeah, I think he was one of the better keepers in the league. Yeah, um, he's definitely developed a lot since his first season with us. Oh, he's he's
2: he, he was way better last season than he was for um for us for sure. Uh,
0: the Wellington Phoenix will be playing their home matches out of uh, Wollongong's Win Stadium this year. Um, of course, with uh, no sort of international travel bubble opening up just yet, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, with you know, see how things play out with coronavirus. But um, I don't mind a Wellington away trip, boys. A gong away, let's go.
1: As in, you don't mind going to New Zealand, or you don't mind going to Wollongong?
0: i prefer to go to Wellington, um, <laughs> for sure, because I, yeah. didn't, I missed out on my Wellington away trip last year. I know. But mm. um, I, I don't mind going to Wollongong. Oh, so the, the Wollongong Phoenix.
1: Yeah, there's two trips I haven't done. It's Perth and Wellington, so I was hoping to get there this season, but. Who knows when it that's could be, open mm. up? If if it things could.
2: if things go well in the ne- next couple of months, then it could be possible. Yeah.
1: But this this is very similar to what's happened uh, or what did happen in the NRL as well with the Warriors. It's a massive sacrifice, yep. huge sacrifice yep. for them for to come players. over here yep. and to play the whole Big season, shout out to them. They could have easily just probably went nah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not doing that for a whole year, yeah, um, or for six months. Um, but they have, so they're here and.
2: You know, it's it a it's a massive sacrifice massive. to keep the league going.
1: Huge, so shout out to Wellington.
2: Yeah,
0: absolute massive props to them and all involved. Still hope you lose with that. <laughs> um a, a a nice little stadium down there too. It's uh, at Wollongong Still when remember that that away day that, against Wolves, the FFA, FFA Cup. That was so much fun.
2: That was our first ever FFA Cup game. Was I'm it? pretty sure, 2014. Yeah.
0: It might well. I happen.
2: don't
1: know. I know I was drunk by the time the game started. So yeah. that's, that, was, that was rough. I remember yeah. we had a road trip
2: down there. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah it was pretty, I think pretty Matt, cooked. Matt Sims scored that night. Yeah.
0: Oh, Was that the game before he scored four goals in one game in the cup against. Um, I
2: thought that was the year after.
0: Oh, uh, was it? I don't know. I just that was, remember. That was Matt against Sim. Gold Coast? Four yeah, it was one of the Gold Coast sides. Sharks yeah. or something? No. Oh. Pretty sure it was United. Palm Beach United. That's, That's right. Palm Beach, one.
1: yes. They're not even a team anymore, I don't yeah. think.
0: <laughs> Four goals, one game. Cup hero, Matt Sim. Um, come to Mariner. Um, <laughs> one final uh, little interesting tidbit of information I picked up on today. Nine coaches in the A-League this season have also played in the A-League. There's, there's a lot of new coaches this season and a lot
1: of... Uh, inexperienced, and thank God
0: coaches. we're not one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, Stadge's got um, a fair bit of experience, as as you know, with his time yeah. at the Matildas, etc. It's cetera. the rare,
1: it's the rare time where we haven't turned over a coach in the off season recently. So. Yeah, mm. so
0: Garcia at Perth is is fairly fresh. Um, oh, who who is who is? This is
1: completely off the top of my head. Who's the longest serving coach in the A League right now? Is it C Kroger? Is it who? Corica so like oh, as in, oh, who's, who's Who's been at that one club I for thought the you said Segroker. I'm no. like <laughs> The fuck <laughs> um,
2: So when did Arnie take over Sogoroos Two years ago it'd be, it'd be Corica it yeah. Well if
1: If you look at the teams Wellington Ufuk-Tale Has been there for one season mm-hmm. Perth got a new coach yep, Adelaide Garcia. will have a new coach Newcastle yep. will have a new coach Wanderers will have a new coach Both Melbourne sides Have a new coach uh, Rudarns
2: One season into Western United Yeah. It's Brisbane. Steve Corica.
1: Brisbane have a new coach, Warren, Warren Moon. Moon. Yep. Um, so Steve Corica is currently the longest serving A-League coach.
2: Unbelievable, Jeff. Funny. Funny stuff. Wow.
1: And yeah, there is a lot of it, ex league players whole, in that.
2: It mirrors the whole A-League players in general. Yeah. Whole. Do
1: we have... I'm just rattling these off. Do we have one foreigner? Like... Brevner doesn't really count.
0: One foreign coach. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Milicic, well, Vart. Garcia. It um, well, doesn't count either, does he? Yeah. Um, Bretna, just because his Don Smith Kismorno, doesn't mean he's bloody foreign. Garcia, Coricatale and Warren Moon. They're the nine that have actually played in the A-League. Then we've got Alan Warren Stages Moon's here. a pom, isn't he? I don't, t- I don't know enough about him, to be
1: honest. Yeah.
2: I think we just have to go, but to, I dare go-, say go to the Google machine I dare to say that. he's
1: probably here and got all citizenship and that. But yeah. yeah, so... Sort of what I'm really getting at is, is there a coach that's come in from overseas and there's not? I don't I think that's
2: a positive for the league to have local coaches
1: getting the chance. Yeah, or is it forced? Because yeah, I think it's probably forced, the current yeah. situation.
0: Yeah, in a big way. Well, I mean, in, in saying that, um, Melbourne Victory got Steve Keenan as their assistant coach this season. Yeah. Um, a part of that, I think, might have been, um, I'm not sure if Grant Bredner's got the requisite licences to coach in the Asian Champions League. Um. And as such, I think Steve Keen might have been taking the side. I might be making this up. This might be completely fabricated. I,
2: I vaguely remember hearing something like that, so I don't think
0: you're you're way off. Yeah. No. Cool. Um, that's that's all the validation I need.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not way off. You you're sort of you're sort of there. It is
1: wiki. Let's just make shit up for an hour.
2: <laughs> yep. <Cool. laughs>
0: let's uh, get down to answering some of the questions that have been coming in across social media and of course the ccmfans.net forum as well thousands and thousands so we've had to buddy filter through these it's (laughs) been a huge huge (laughs) so apologies if we don't get to your question um Andy Jennings, uh, happy to have you guys back. Happy to have you listening, Andy. If you are, in fact, listening, you better be listening. Um, (laughs) Look forward to hearing your next pod. We look forward to recording it. Uh, We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now. Um, And I couldn't be happier. What do you think of our current squad and signings? Who do you think would be a good fit if we could get them this season? And thoughts about Pizanik as captain this year? Um, Fellas. Uh, I think I... No, Bazanik as captain, hundred percent.
1: I said that before we started recording, didn't he? Yes. Uh, Bazanik as the captain, hundred uh, percent. If Simo is in a dual role, and I guess you know how that's going to look, we'll probably yet to see that really play out. Um, and I assume a dual role means that he's not going to be playing as much. And if that's going to be the case, I'm all for Ollie to be the captain.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the only other 100%. candidate would probably be Ziggy, but.
1: Yeah, um, I, think I think Ollie's I think history. Ollie's the number local, one choice. Yeah, hundred yep. um, percent. As far as how this current squad look, looking it's looking okay. It's nothing crazy. Um, I think we probably spoke about this a little bit earlier that I think we'll we'll struggle to make the six again. What order the bottom four will be in yet to be determined.
0: You've completely gone off script there because you do realize we are finishing sixth and winning it from sixth. Okay. Yeah. We're, cool. still, we're, we're still making shit up, I see <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay um, William Brown Are you guys optimistic or pessimistic For the season uh, And how many more signings, if any, do you think we will make um, I'm opt- oh, I just said we're winning it from six um, I'm peso. opto peso. I'm, I was just
2: about to say I'm sort of in the middle
0: Making up words again,
1: <laughs> again For me,
2: <laughs> I think it's always about Where are we on the table after the first six games that's sort of a good barometer of yeah. how we're going to go. It'll
1: come down. It'll come down again to uh, our potential visas and how they perform. Yep. Yeah. Because other clubs have, and it's not it's not a shot at us, but other clubs have managed to get their visas in, whether they've had these lined up for a long time, whether they've had luck with getting them through all the government sort of processes that they, that they need to go through. Um, so if we don't get any of our visas, we will struggle again. Mm. Uh, if we do and they perform, uh, that gives me more optimism about the season.
0: As you would have heard earlier in the show, Sean did mention that we are um, very close with three uh, Visa players. So, you know, if they all come off, um, at least two of these guys I know are in the front third as well um, from what Studge said. Um, so, look, if they come off, it's it makes a big, a huge change well, to the, the dynamic of this side. Mm.
2: The thing is, is like we always go back to it we're not going to expect this type of caliber of player but like who, who'd heard of Barisha when he came to Brisbane who'd heard of Fauna Roli? we just have to hope that one of these diamond in the roughs is someone that we've gotten so you know let's let's oh, let's just hope for the best I'll say I'm optimistic um, I'm just in a more positive mindset we're well, trying to be so I'm going to go on the optimistic route because pessimism doesn't really get me anywhere so just in my personal case optimism you know we'll see how it goes and Let's just hope for the best. I think you know. First up, win winning in the derby would be a huge confidence boost for the fans and the players and everyone at the club. So that's I think that's a big thing to get a win round one.
0: Yeah, fast start is absolutely imperative. Um, okay, a couple of things coming in from Twitter, John Simmons. Hi, champions. No, you're the champion. Um, I'm keen to know if there are any more player signings likely. Um, so yes, Sean touched on that. Um, we're hopeful. Yes. Um, yep. It's all down to, um, I guess, bureaucracy at the moment and red tape um, around visas. Um, Stephen Bolger, good to have you back. Um, good to have you back as well, Stephen. Are we going to start the season with a full squad? Seems a little light on. Um, again, that's one that Sean has uh, has covered off there. Or hopefully, we've covered that off for you already. Um, and Joel Craig, this one's playing close to your heart, Boise. Would you call a 24-year-old with uh, 30-odd games Experienced, um, I guess, alluding to Stefan's signing and the in the press release from the club today. No, did they call him experienced? I think the tweet was, "We've signed experienced defender Stefan Negro um, to mm. for experienced. For the
1: if you want to say like he's played quite a bit of. Football, which I guess yes, he's played played what three A League seasons? A little bit of A League. He's played thirty five A League games. He's I think it's I a cha- know, I think it's a bit played of played a few yeah. played a few NPL games. Experienced in kicking a football, maybe, but in in terms of actual A League
0: experience, it's
1: minimal. Lewis he's, Miller's he's won played, a
0: championship. He's experienced. Nah, yeah, was a dodgy, he's won a championship.
1: Dodgy championship. Yeah. Um, Lewis Miller's played more than half the amount of games that he has and I still wouldn't call Lewis Miller experienced
0: so uh, he's won a championship <laughs> um, okay uh, FFC Mariner on the ccmfans.net forum um, has asked about signings as well um, seems to be a common theme yep. a recurring theme here fair but, enough um, yep look um, we yes, had one today um, and the answer I guess overarchingly is yes um, and finally ads from the CCM Fans forum that's not ads the administrator by the way it's a, it's a different ads This one has an S instead of a Z. (laughs) That's right. This is a big one. Has there been any game day initiatives discussed by the independent committee uh, to bring life back to the A-League? Despite wanting a family atmosphere, is there any potential investment in the entertainment space? Uh, Despite being a bit cheesy, ice hockey, baseball, basketball are a hit for even a non-fan of the sport. Uh, He's gone on to suggest things like t-shirt cannons, uh, cold spark machines, uh, cheerleaders, Competition-wide halfway shot uh, or pre-game fans v fans competitions, um, a la Soccer AM in the UK, um, could be uh, investments or things that we could invest in um, to uh, potentially boost our crowd numbers and any sort of investment dollars that are thrown at those could be covered um, by an increased neutral crowd. That's a bit to unpack there, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure how I
2: feel about that one, to be honest. I, I can I can understand the NBL comparison because they're probably our main sort of rival in the summertime because they they have all those t shirt cannons and the cheerleaders and all that sort of stuff. Do we? I don't know. Do we really need all that stuff? I just feel those are like sort of gimmicks. People are there to watch the football, not watch other things. I don't know. How do you, How do I, you guys feel I, about I think
1: it? I think the three of us are probably purists is that we don't uh, we don't care for any of that. But I get yep. the point that. Seeing uh, it from that side, yeah, uh, okay, just yeah. trying to say that uh, make the game more of an event than just a game or football. Um, I agree. I agree to that. To, I agree with that to a certain extent. But I don't. I would. I would more like to see you know uh, the closing of Dane drive on match day, which it already has. Yep. And get a bunch of local community stalls or yep, something like that to 100%. line the street. That sort of stuff. Have more sort of.
0: Game Food day, activations. Truckie, yeah, yep.
1: game day stuff like that. That's, I guess, still related a bit to football, but some of it's not. Um, get the local community involved more that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, T-shirt cannon, OHS, cold spark machine. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, cheerleaders. It's 2020, so probably not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> Those
2: spark machines, I think he's referencing other ones like the that shoot out the fire at the NRL and AFL. Is that yeah, what he's mentioning, maybe? Maybe. maybe.
0: I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, they still have them up at up at like Brisbane Roar and stuff like that. We've had them it's, over the years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah Aiken's it's like a fireworks sort of thing. Yeah, right. Um,
1: I'm down for a halfway shot for a game of Crossbars. Hundred percent, and um, and the pre-game yeah, fansy yeah. fans one. Pre-game fansy fans. I fans don't fans, hate I, that. I like some of the stuff yeah. that Soccer AM do. I, I love Soccer AM. Yeah. yeah, I think Jimmy Bullard is an absolute character. Yeah, I think the bottom two have. Probably some merit there. Still um,
2: the owner of probably one of the greatest goal celebrations of all time, Jimmy Bullock. Yes,
1: 100%. Um, yeah, I think the bottom two probably have merit. Probably the top three, probably probably a little bit irrelevant. I think cheerleaders um, are sort of
2: passe now, aren't they? That's sort of an, another that's like new that can anymore. of worms sort of thing. <laughs> but I guess other sports still do it. But God, imagine if we. Does it started fit football? I guess Crystal Palace still have. Are the only club I can think of that have cheerleaders. Yeah. Uh, but
1: other than imagine that, I can't think if of we any got cheerleaders in, like little old family Mariners If we got cheerleaders in <laughs> yeah. Oh my god And
0: imagine if we were The only club in the A-League To do they it as it, well yeah. <laughs> Holy
1: shit Holy shit um, um, but no, I, There's I, a couple I, of those That have merit definitely I agree with the overarching Point that we, we need more Stuff to bring people in Rather than just A game of football because We used to have the coast isn't The coast isn't Football orientated In that way mm. Mm. We, we might have a lot of people That play um, A lot of Families that play But they don't Obviously, don't come to the Mariners for whatever reason. So mm. if you add a bit more mayo to it, <laughs> we might be able to get a few more there.
2: Again, it's a, you know, it's a cliche, but a winning team equals more people. I mean, yeah. that's, so yeah, that's, that's the number one way. It always yeah, comes back down
0: one. to on-field results. That's the number yeah. one way that you're going to get people through the gate. Exactly right. Um, going back to that closing day and drive-off thing, we used to have the 1v1 cage. Um, yeah. set up on day oh, drive yeah. and that was that was a lot of fun actually don't know how many extra a lot of numbers oh yeah I remember playing against Jimmy Love um, in that case shout out to Jimmy if you are listening um, and I think we just kicked each other for 10 minutes it was great <laughs> That's fair. yeah there, there used to be a
1: lot of stuff on Dane drive didn't there it used to be a lot more than what there is now I think yeah. now, now you'd be lucky to find
0: one thing you might have maybe the radio station rock up Mm. Every second week, <laughs> be great. it would be great to, to see that come alive. And I know that yeah. that is something that the club has wanted to do for a long time. And yeah, um, really that could also really be a that thing
1: yeah. for why that's yeah. stopped because that yep. that's obviously that obviously doesn't come down to the club.
4: Yep. Should uh, we get into that,
2: or are we running out of time about the whole council debacle? Might is that relevant yeah. to our interests?
0: Yeah, that's uh that's a whole can of worms, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we dedicate an entire episode with Sean or something like that to, to go into that. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered in oh, that yeah. space, so All righty, just finally as well, um the footy tipping, which I think we're going to look at bringing back this year, It was pretty well received. We had nearly seventy people on board last year for that one. Um, of course, it was Cale Morrow who led pretty much the entire season until the finals, where it seems like he forgot to tip, and his old man actually pipped him at the post. So, so his old man did a Bradbury. <laughs> his Bradbury. <laughs> his Bradbury. <laughs> <laughs> How good. But yeah, no, I'd definitely be keen and um, drop us a comment um, or reply to a tweet or something. I don't know. Interact with us somehow. Let us know if you'd like to see that come back for the upcoming season. Um, would you chuck some money in for it? Um, if we had some sort of prize or cash prize potentially at the end of it as well, maybe a $5 buy-in in um, and 1st and second place or something like that, get a bit of coin. Um, imagine if your name was Kyle Morrow and you had a finish top last year and we had that going. Oof, um, but in any case... Poor <coughs> should, we, should I'm we? never going to let him live it down. Yeah. No. As we slowly die from fluid loss here, from <laughs> excessive sweating. Got to keep up the H2O right now. The sweat box of excellence here. <laughs> 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 The sauna. Uh, We will bid you farewell. Hope you have enjoyed tuning in to uh, the first Ramble Back, the first one of the new season, season five of the Coast Football Ramble. Um, Fellas, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, joining us. No other guys I would prefer to get more sweaty with. (laughs) Uh, I love the sweats.
1: Um, We maybe might try and get one in before. Um,
0: New Year's Eve I think we should try and chuck another one in a Christmas special perhaps Um, perhaps we do it um, do it at someone's house or something like that and have a few (laughs) beveraginos. someone say beveraginos. speaking of beveraginos, it's time for me to get out of here Um, thanks again once again uh, for tuning in and uh, love you see you bye
2: she's electric never expected, and I need
3: She's got a sister
1: And God only knows Pete, so, can you wiggle my headphone socket? That's what she said. <laughs> I've been completely deaf for the last five minutes. That's better.
0: Nobody move. I'll wiggle your socket any time.